It is my pleasure to welcome you to the homecoming 2022 Alumni Chapel. My name is Lisa Fraze, and I am a 93 alum. My husband, David Fraze, from the class of 91. <laughs> and I met here. We married and had two children. Brayden, who is a former student, and then our daughter, Shelby, who is going to be coming here in the fall. I will be starting my fourth year here at LCU. And I always say, I love my job. I get to meet the coolest people that come into my office and share stories of what's happened to them and their experiences at LCU. For instance, Marilyn McDermott and Gaston Tarbett came in one day and were sharing how they met for the first time at LCC in 1957. And they've remained friends the entire time. I hope that you will spend time this weekend sharing wonderful memories that you've had and that were made here and maybe even rekindle some of those friendships that began on this campus so long ago. We have several honored guests that we would like to acknowledge today. All of our alumni are special, but today we want to honor the original class of 1957. If you are a member of the class that began in 1957, would you please stand? And they had a hard time getting here with the weather. But let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> One more group is the um, first class to graduate with their four-year degree. That happened in the class of 1972. So if you are a member of the class of 1972, would you please stand? This morning, we have the pleasure of David Stewart, class of 1965, leading us in prayer. George Pendergrass, the class of 1982, will lead us in worship. And Emily Ratcliffe, the class of 1972, reading scripture. Shall we pray? Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this day and for uh, all the alumni that are here today. We're blessed by their presence. And Father, we're as alumni, we're blessed by the connections that we have formed uh, at LCU over the years, and we're thankful for those and blessed by all of them. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless our university Help us to grow and prosper and to uh, continue to be uh, a university that blesses people's lives everywhere. Father, we look forward to the balance of the weekend and all the good things that are coming up. Uh, we know they'll be a blessing for us and that we'll both enjoy our time together with each other. Be with us through this day. Keep us close to you always. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen. Good morning. I've got to tell you this before we start. When I went to school here, 
they used to do this thing that I call spontaneous singing. Uh, they would just, uh, every now and then, someone would start a song and then they just start singing. And that was unheard of where I came from. And I would often just sit and listen to how beautiful it sounds to have this full auditorium singing praise to God. Um, so if it doesn't sound like that today, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> but I, I, I am. I'm excited to be here with you, and I thank you. My wife and I are just really, well, oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little short, and I thought. <laughs> anyway, we're really excited to be here. We hope you get a chance to really enjoy your praise this morning. And if you feel like standing, that's all right, too. You don't have to, but if you just feel like standing, uh, we're going to sing just parts of songs. Okay? Amen. What wonderful praise we're having this morning. This is beautiful. I'm going to read today from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now I would like to introduce the seventh president of Lubbock Christian University, Dr. Scott McDowell. Thank you so much, Emily. And George, great job. Let's give George a round of applause. Isn't that worthwhile? I told him I didn't want any wheat sauce worship whenever uh, he got up here and he delivered really well. But when this son of yours, when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have is yours, but we had to celebrate had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again he was lost 
It's fair. Let's pray. God, we're thankful for this place. We're thankful for the chance to come home. We pray blessings in this moment and pray for your spirit to move among us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome home. I think we've got a slideshow if we get that ready. Well, that's our mission. Let's go to the next one. There you go. One more. One more. There you go. Dr. Emily Lemley, would you rise? Would you stand up over here, please? Let's recognize her. Dr. Lemley was the fourth first lady of this institution, but her favorite uncle, Billy Maddox, was our founder. And if, uh, if I could say one good thing about sub tea, <laughs> Bill Bundy, Bill Bundy, they're responsible for that beautiful statue that's out front. Big shoes to fill. And those of you that are coming home, I want to see our alumni. Would our alumni just please rise just for a moment? If you're an alum, just stand up. Let's give them a round of applause. And would you just show, by our show of hands, any of you that actually met Billy Maddox, F.W. Maddox? Let me see that. Okay. Big shoes to fill. And uh, Dr. Lemley reminded us this week when she gave a speech on, on Dr. Maddox and his dream and the hope that he had and the power of, of, a, of a vision that this man had back in 1957 to begin a, a school that, that wasn't anything. And the reason that that beautiful statue in bronze has got a sports coat on one side, a suit jacket on one side, and a shovel on the other, so that's the kind of president that he was. He went out there with his shovel and he dug. He would dig the sidewalks. And some of that original group have told me the stories about being out there working with them and just amazing, amazing stuff. I'm, I welcome you home today that are alums. And I, I myself have been shaped deeply by Christ-centered higher education. I told the committee when they hired me two years ago that my life had been changed. Christ-centered higher education had changed my life and now has become my life's work. And I love particularly these kind of times because we're filled with the nostalgia of those wonderful college years and what a place like this can mean. In terms of the formation of the next generation of, of lives and difference makers that will go out into the world. That's what we expect for you, our students. That you're going to go out and do, as Emily read, exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. You're going to do some great things in this world. So it's a great legacy to live into. And I know that when I walk in the door every morning... I walk past that beautiful picture of that, that original administration building out in the middle of a cotton field and quotes from F.W. Maddox where he quotes the 12th chapter of Hebrews about Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Big things to lean into. And as you return here, I talked to George. He graduated in 81. <laughs> he said, yeah, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of changes. And I'm one that believes that our best days are ahead of us in part because of all the work that's gone behind us. But as much as changed, I, I want to also assure all of you that there are certain things that will never change. Next slide. 
I love the Rembrandt picture, the return of the prodigal. Now I've got two of my academic colleagues back here, Dr. Stacy Patty and Dr. Kenneth Holly. Stacy's one of our deans. Kenneth is president of the faculty senate. They are really intellectuals. I'll just go ahead and say it. Dr. Foy Mills, our provost, also an intellectual. I will tell you, I share this, this picture because I was part of a Bible study a number of years ago where we looked at the book by Henry Now and the Return of the Prodigal, a story of homecoming. And the premise of the book was that Henry Nowen literally meditated on this Rembrandt painting for, for months and even years, went actually to the place that it's gigantic. It's probably about the size that you see on the screen there, the actual portrait, the painting rather. He went to the museum where it was being displayed and he sat in front of it for hours and he meditated on it. And then he wrote this book about it. And when the premise was shared with me, I have to tell you, I wanted to roll my eyes. I thought, oh my goodness, I can't imagine reading a book about a picture. Not my best intellectual moment, guys. But I'm going to highly commend the book to you because the premise of the book is to ask you the question, which of the characters do you most identify with? Do you identify with the, the son who left? Do you identify with the son who stayed? And the challenge, of course, to all of us is to become like the father. And so I would commend that book to you, but a story of homecoming. But what I wanted to use this story of the great... Uh, lost son. In fact, it's the lost coin, lost, lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. Is just to share three ideas with you from this story about LCU, things that will never change about this place. So let's go. Number one. Next slide. What will never change, number one, is radical hospitality. Say that with me. Radical hospitality. This whole thing is precipitated by 15.1, a theme that is developed in Luke's gospel about the scandalous welcoming activity of Jesus. It's not the first time in the book that this theme has come up. But 15.1 says that the Pharisees, 15.2, they muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And what I want you to know will never change about Lubbock Christian University is that this will be a place of radical hospitality where everyone is welcome. And I love the way that Jesus did things. His, his method was belong, believe, become. Everyone belongs. And in that context, there is fertile soil for giving his teachings a hearing and you begin to believe. And then as the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, you become what God intends for you to be. That is our heritage. That's what we will stay and, and continue to be rooted in, radical hospitality. And I love the fact that Jesus has that perfect balance. The earlier time, Luke 5, he's been confronted again when he's, at, he's, he's welcomed a tax collector. And that's the place where Jesus says, it's not the sick who need a doctor, or it's not the good, healthy who need a doctor, it's the sick. And then he gives this line, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. But here's the beautiful part. Jesus didn't stop there. The very next line is, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus welcomes everyone, but he has a greater vision for their lives than they could ever imagine. And it's in that context of radical hospitality 
that people can literally become what God calls them to be, has created them to be, that's one of the things that will never change about this place. Second idea, what will never change is reckless love. Reckless love. And you know the story of the father's love, particularly in this. It's a moment when an old man runs. (laughs) And I do it for you right now, but it's not pretty. You want to see some ugliness come out, watch me on the racquetball courts a few times in the afternoons. But the reckless love of the father. And here he is, the the son who's gone away, and he runs to greet him and welcomes him home. In fact, we've got a word cloud. I think, let's go back to that word cloud. I think this is pretty interesting. There is a word cloud based on this, this chapter. And what's fascinating to me, we mentioned we're talking about homecoming. The word home is only used one time in the whole story. It's the passage of that verse that I read to you. It's only one time. Son is mentioned 12 times. Father is mentioned 13 times. Because back then in that place and today in this place, it's never about the place. It's never about the where. It's about the who. It's about the relationships. And particularly about relationships that are characterized by love. My dad just lost his wife of 66 years. I lost my mom of 58 back in October. She had COVID pneumonia and, and, and passed from it. And in, in the big picture, I can see God's mercy in that as she was losing her memory. But one of the sweetest things that I got was the opportunity to spend a great amount of time with my dad as we drove back to the home place in Western Pennsylvania. And he told me about all the amazing homes that he'd lived in, but he emphasized that point. It's never been about the where, it's been about the who. This place will always be about the who. This is a place where we value relationships. Radical hospitality, or relentless hospitality, radical love. And then this last one, let's look at the last slide. Relentless celebration. I love that line. We had to celebrate and be glad. We had to. What do you have to do? I want this place, this place has always been, it will continue to be, right, Doc? A place of celebration. Whether it's celebrating 100 wins on the basketball court like we did this week with our Lady Shafts, isn't that good news? And don't worry, Doc, I'm not about to jinx them. I'm not saying anything else about today's game. Or the celebration of a master follies or the wonderful music that has been a part of this heritage. This is a place where we have to celebrate. Radical hospitality, reckless love, relentless celebration. That's another word that's used. Celebrate, joy, rejoice is nine times. And here's what I want you to hear about Lubbock Christian University that will never change. This will be a place where we are serious about light being more appealing than darkness. Emily, I love the fact that you, your favorite passage is that passage from Ephesians chapter 3. I was thinking about that text this morning. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And here it is. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long, and high, and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, to him be 
Glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all ages, forever and ever. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Have a great day. Dr. McDowell, that was fantastic. I'm, I'm going to try my best to see if I can get George up here for one more song. You got it in you? As he comes uh, up here, why don't we go ahead and stand? sit down. If you are a former choir member of any sort or a current choir member, I'd like to invite you to come up on stage right now while we do a few announcements. singing, okay? I'm never going to follow George, okay? So, so uh, Dr. Camp is going to lead singing. First of all, I'd like to start by saying thank you to Lisa Fraze. She's around here somewhere. Back in the back. I tell you, she planned, she planned a homecoming, and then she redid a homecoming because of weather, and uh, she did a fantastic job. I want to tell you a few events that we have going. Uh, from noon till 2 o'clock, we have the SHAP Zone at the Rip Griffin Center. Okay, that means free tailgate. We're going to celebrate the Lady SHAP's 100th consecutive home victory. And so there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of kid things to do over at the Rip starting at noon. We have t-shirts for sale in the back uh, that look like this. So we encourage you to get your homecoming t-shirt before you leave. And if you wear that to the game, you get in free. So anybody that's wearing LCU gear at the games today will get in free. One of the new events that we have for homecoming this year is story time with Doc Williams. Doc, are you, Doc, are you up here? I'm on <laughs> hey, this is a new event. It starts tonight at 6.30 to 7.30 in the Baker. 
a lot of interviews with hosts and hostesses uh, and just reliving Master Follies and all of its greatness. So we encourage you in, uh, to join us tonight for that. Tomorrow morning we have a devotional in the Cardwell Welcome Center starting at 8.30. Uh, so if you're still in town for that, please join us for that. I think we have a picture of some LCU boots. Can we go to that? Those, those are the new LCU official boots from Anderson Bean. Uh, if you'd like to order a pair, you have to order them now before, so you can get them for Christmas. Okay, there's about an eight-month delay on those. So talk to Lisa Fraze if you would like to get some fancy, nice-looking LCU boots. Admissions will be doing tours of the campus uh, following chapel today. So if you would like to see the campus, if you haven't seen it in a while, uh, just right outside the McDonald Moody Auditorium, admissions will be leading those tours. Last, before Dr. Camp comes up here, we have a announcement from Sub-T from Jared Fowler. <laughs> said I'm Jared Fowler I'm skipper of sub two this year um, so this year is another uh, very special homecoming uh, chapel for the men of sub T um, as everyone is aware uh, the men of sub T have been known for at least two things um, academic prowess as a sub T is a very academic power at LCU and uh, fine cultural traditions and high-class activities so if you haven't seen this year's show, just be ready. Um, so just two years ago uh, at Alumni Chapel, the men and sweethearts of Sub-T honored LCU's founding president uh, with the F.W. Maddox statue out front. Um, Dr. Maddox was a suburb, and we feel we should honor those to whom honor is due. Today we want to honor another suburb who left us far too soon. Uh, Thomas Neal Burris II, who was known on the LCU campus as Sunshine. He was a ray of sunshine on this campus from 1972 to 1976. He was a tremendous example of what Sub-T is all about. He brought fun, cheerfulness, and a get-it-done attitude to Sub-T that also carried forward in his life. He met the love of his life here and married Becky Samples in 1976 he and Becky had a son, Justin, who is also an alumnus of LCU and is now a principal in the Friendship ISD uh, School District. We are honored that Becky and Justin are both with us this morning, and I would like for them to stand and be recognized, please. So Justin and Becky, could you stand for us? We want to introduce today that the men of Sub-T and the Sweethearts are establishing the Sub-T 16 Gob Sunshine, Gob Sunshine Scholarship that will be awarded beginning the fall of 2022. We feel it is a very proper way to honor Neil and we again would like to challenge the other clubs and alumni to do something that brings goodness to LCU. We know that all would like to be suburb but only, only the few, the proud and the brilliant, can achieve that. <laughs> we are grateful that Neil was a part 
of a great tradition here at LCU. Um, and we're, we're just extremely happy and honored that we are able to start this scholarship. So immediately after this chapel was concluded, we asked for all suburbs, active and alumni, as well as sweethearts to go to the FW Max uh, Statue 4 picture and then to the CDC Room 101 for the alumni reception. Thank you. Thank you.